0: Hi, and welcome to the Facts and Blog and Podcast. Joining us again this week is Mark Isolt. He's our lead armory technician here at Facts and Firearms, as well as the king of sharp haircuts. Uh Hi, and welcome to episode 26 of the Facts and Blog and Podcast. We have a great episode coming up today, including an FX-19 teardown with our lead armory tech, Mark Isolt. But before we get started with that, we want to give you... Part two, the next update in the Facts and Move segments, and I'm with Joey O'Gara, our COO again, and we are going to actually do a walkthrough of the building as it's under renovation and construction. So, yes, it's dirty. It's not complete, but you get to see the the behind-the-scenes stuff, so we're right outside our front door. And uh, we're going to walk through and just kind of give you a quick overview of what the layout is and uh, show you where some of our stuff's going to be. Sounds good. All right. So, again, kind of in the drywall phase still waiting on furniture and flooring and things, but this will be our reception area as you come into the front door. And uh, the first thing you're going to see is going to be the flip side of reception as well as some of the office space uh, and conference rooms so that we could kind of paint a picture of, of what we're trying to do in here. Now, Joey, this is gonna be our primary conference room, right? This
1: this yeah. one here. Yeah, I think it was important for us uh when we looked at the when we looked at space uh to make sure we have a main conference room, but also secondary conference spaces for uh quick kind of team huddles and uh department meetings that need to happen. But I think having a good big uh conference room would be helpful when we have customers in, um, and we sit down and kind of do our, our business reviews we as well. So uh, imagine, if you will, in this space, big conference
0: table, kitchenette, uh, flat screen on the wall. This is where a lot of the larger conference things are going to happen. One of the pieces you'll see is a lot of category cable popping out of the wall, getting ready to be terminated, because not only are we trying to up our infrastructure our manufacturing, but also just on the office and service side as well, um, you know, faster Internet speeds, better technology infrastructure for all the other pieces that go along with not just making, you know, a gun or a barrel. Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that will be important for us and uh, something we definitely wanted to implement uh, in this new facility. So we're walking by just general office space right now. Nothing too
0: exciting at this point. Uh but where we're gonna dive in first is uh the part that Kurt and I are most excited about. And that would be our new uh media and marketing office and studio. Um you know it's it's kind of funny, you know, folks see the blog and podcast and they see our tutorial and demo video videos and you know, we throw out backdrops and things, but really it's it's quite a small space. We we try to play tricks uh with the camera and use that, but I think the depth and breadth of what we're able to do uh in here is going to be really, really great.
1: Yeah, I do think it's gonna be important for you guys to have more space um in this location, also room to grow. Uh that kind of as we just spoke about is gonna be another secondary meeting space. So sales and marketing, be able to come in here and meet, um, be able to come in, do product uh photo shoots, uh video shoots, anything that kind of we need in here and And obviously again room for expansion yeah um, with the outlets and as we've uh you know mentioned before
0: just because of the growth facts and firearms as a whole has seen you know needing more things set up more video and photo uh just the need has increased as the business has increased and right now we're in a situation where you know we tear everything down set up for product tear everything down set up for podcasts so this will I think help us get more and, you know, higher quality content out to folks. And like you said, have the opportunity for expansion. Um, for those of you who have visited our current facility in forest park may know that, uh, our sales team is kind of set up in a bullpen. Um, but here they're going to have more of a dedicated space. And, uh, that's actually Bob's office. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say,
1: but but everything um, kind of that you're seeing from from that wall forward is kind of where we've really started a lot of the a lot of the drywall um, changing around the office space from what it was originally.
0: Yeah, like we mentioned on the first segment, you know the the thing that you know if you've been in an industrial facility before, you know they're they're big pole barns if you will with block and drywall inside to help make the shape and space that you need so this is going to be our uh, sales office so if you're familiar with uh, pat murphy who's been on the show our director of sales uh he and his team uh, will be taking over this area and we'll go ahead and tiptoe down to kind of a probably the newest dedicated space you know as far as like engineering and r d is concerned so this is the engineering space, correct? Or is yeah, this, we,
1: you know, we, we have a bullpen right now for engineering, but kind of like we, we keep saying with this whole facility, room for expansion. Um, and so it's a, it's a larger space for them to work. Uh, we will probably get to the dedicated R&D space uh, that we'll have, but this is a great spot for them. This is also kind of where we'll have our morning meetings, our production meetings, um, anything pertaining to our, our production of barrels, any engineering uh, issues or uh, improvements we're trying to make.
0: Very good. And as you could tell, as we're walking through, you could definitely see the places where we've gone ahead and replaced the lights and which ones haven't been replaced yet as you could, uh, as we move from fluorescent to LED. Um, This space is going to be uh, for our product director and our inventory uh, controller. Uh, Jay, who's been on the show before and, and Zach, who is our inventory manager. Uh, and one of the things I like about it is you' you're right out on the production floor as soon as they pop out.'re they're, they're in a great spot. They need to know what engineering and everyone's doing. They need to know what manufacturing is doing. it's a It's a nice place for them.
1: Yeah, I think one of the <clears throat> one of the things you'll also notice, uh, we are going to be doing an addition. Um, adding square footage this way. And so you'll notice kind of the cutouts in the wall for windows mm-hmm. to be able to see in the shop space, you know, for engineering a door out uh, to the shop when we do the addition over there. Um, so yes, this this will be a good spot for uh, purchasing and product, but also a good spot for engineering. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and hop out to what I think has been the biggest facelift.
0: Uh, and that has been in the primary manufacturing facility. Obviously it's still under construction, but we'll throw up some of the old footage. Uh, Gosh, lights, paint, you know, just better paneling. It it just, I think makes it a nicer place to work.
1: Yeah, we, you know, we really wanted to focus on the lighting of the facility. So um, Barry found some good LED lights uh, to make the shop very bright. That was gonna be a big focus for us. Um, Grinding the floor right now to make sure it's bright. Uh, on the floor as well. The liner panel helps kind of reflect a lot of the light, and uh, I think it's going to be a really nice facility, for sure. And you'll also see as we walk along that there's, you know,
0: uh, going to be internet access all over, both wired and wireless. Um, that's going to help because it's, you know, it's not just office machines; it's it's manufacturing computers that need to be up and running and having some of our devices and programs online. Uh, Now, something we showed in the last segment was the QC space under construction. And Joey, it doesn't look like it right now, but it'll basically be in the middle of everything once this next edition is finished up.
1: Yeah, that was something that uh, we really wanted to do in this new facility was put in the QC room right in the shop, Uh, so when things come back from the dock, they come in for, uh, incoming inspection, but also, yes, this, uh, this location will be kind of right in the middle of, of, uh, once we get the addition done of the manufacturing space. So it'll be nice for, uh, for QC to be right in the hub of everything. Um, and I think they'll have a good spot to work. Um, so it, it should work out pretty well for them. Yeah. Let's go ahead and poke our heads in there just a little bit.
0: Just to show you the, the size of the room. I mean, especially compared to, you know, our current space at this time. But, uh, the, the sheer fact, again, windows looking right out onto the shop. Nice big open space uh, for QC to get their, you know, machinery and, and obviously all the product that they look at, uh, as
1: well. Yeah. Yeah. I think this will be a, a great space for them. Um, obviously the double doors, uh, being able to get things in and out pretty quick. Um, but it, it's going to be nice for them to kind of grow into this space as well. Yeah, I, and it, I think it was a, a great move to go ahead and put it in a place that
0: once the expansion's added, it's, it's roughly the geographical middle of the space. Now, on this side is going to be general shipping and receiving, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah, so those will kind of be uh, used as our, our main dock doors. Um, we'll obviously have, uh, in the addition, we'll also have more dock doors as well. Um, but that's going to be our primary shipping and receiving location, yes. Very good. And over on the other side,
0: you'll see over here that there is a crane uh, on the far end, and we're going to walk around there floor for uh, work, but that is going to be for uh, raw material delivery, right? So when yes. steel and everything comes in, that'll be that
1: space. Yes, yeah, raw material for our barrels, we typically get them in 20-foot bars.
0: Yeah, that's something that you know some folks don't realize that the reason why we're able to do such long you know barrels or, or barrels of various different sizes is the fact that you know we're not just milling from blanks you know on rifle barrels and things we're, it's coming in as raw bar steel at giant lengths uh to get going now these guys are
1: sandblasting in here right now but what is uh, this this space uh so this will be the r d space this is actually uh something bob Paxson uh really was kind of adamant about for us and uh, makes sense with you know him coming up the ARAC design originally. Um, his heart and passion is around uh, development, innovation. And so I think that's what this space will, will yield for us is uh, a lot of time, um, a lot of hard work in that room on new products.
0: Yeah, for sure. And also, same thing, you know, right now when we're doing R&D, it, it, you know, it's a lot of conference room stuff. It's a lot of modularity. So to have a, a dedicated space to it. I, I think could only uh, improve our process. Now, this is going to be uh, what we're walking into right now, assembly and finished goods, is that correct?
1: Correct, yeah. Yeah, and so this is uh, a g- a good space for them, um, definitely larger than uh, what they have right now. That was for something sure. that when Fax and Farms started uh, really on one workbench, up in a storage room, and then now it's kind of see just this room, it's going to be very nice for them. Yeah. Uh, so, firearms assembly kind of in the back, uh, finished goods up in the front, and then we'll have stage for our armory as well.
0: And uh, yeah, I, I think it's funny when I hear, you know, some of you guys that have been around a little longer, you know, that room now where shipping is and assembly and everything, that used to that one room used to be the entirety of the operation, you know, for fax and firearms. So, it, it grew from desks pushed together and everyone taking the same phone calls and doing all that sort of stuff to now that's only one portion of the operation and
1: we've you know grown out of it and you know have come to a need of something like this yeah i think even the flow for me of walking from the R D space talking about how kind of bob started uh with the vision of the a rack and uh talking about just on a workbench even seeing this room and, and how much space we're going to need for finished goods and firearms assembly um Kind of just speaks volumes to the hard work that people have put in over the years.
0: Yeah, for sure. And this is one of the rooms that is almost near complete, you know, as far as, you know, infrastructure pieces, you know, the the paneling's already up, the painting's done. Obviously, you can see all of the lights are already here. So this is going to give you kind of a, a better idea of what the factory floor is going to look like, you know, by time it's, it's all up and done. Correct. Looking at little things that you may not think about, oh, well, you just need to move to a bigger space and move stuff in, but you got to think infrastructure, you got to think overall atmosphere of the facility, because again, you have so many people working for you, you have so many people doing different things, and obviously we're even growing that portion of the team. You know, you want a nice place to work, you want a place that feels clean and comfortable, but also has the infrastructure, you know, simple things, outlets everywhere, internet access everywhere, uh I, I think those are things that might get overlooked when people are thinking about, you know, oh, my favorite manufacturer is moving, it must be like moving into a new house. And it's like, you know, there's a lot more, a lot more that goes to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I keep looking up because... Um all the wi-fi that we need in here uh, for our erp system and connectivity for all the employees is, is going to be important for us yeah
0: and especially because you know we're looking at infrastructure right now for you know cloud-based and digital you know check-ins uh, like you had mentioned uh a secure door access all the cameras that go along with it the amount of cable i mean thousands and thousands of feet of cable have to be run just to make every random day-to-day process happen
1: yeah yeah and that's where um you know barry being the foreman on this project uh it really can't be understated how much work uh you know has been done in such a short amount of time uh with him kind of overseeing all the activity here um is pretty impressive yeah and i mean this like we mentioned on the the last installment
0: it You know, a new building has been in talks for a while, but certainly has been, you know, fast-tracked in a big way, you know, this calendar year because the need is there, the desire is there, um, and uh, obviously we want to make that happen for for our community. Hey, we might actually see the man himself up here while we we go through. Uh, This is just going to be kind of lunchroom, meeting room, training space uh things of that variety, which we don't really have a dedicated space for right now. It's either take over the conference room or, or you meet in someone's office or do Microsoft Teams. Uh so having a having a space like this, I think is gonna, gonna be huge too. And just a general lunch room with a patio. I think yes. it'll be nice for the for
1: the rest of the employees. Yes. I, I agree. I think you know uh lunch space, uh patio outside, uh it's gonna be a nice area.
0: And believe it or not, we just did one big loop. So this brings us
1: back out to uh,
0: the front. I guess we'll we'll walk this way first. Um, This this will kick you right back out to the conference space as well as reception. Um, So definitely a giant work in progress. Also, just to get a load of the amount of cable that's running through this place. Tons of stuff. So we're talking internet connectivity we just dropped off server equipment today our contractor is going to be in and starting to uh uh, wire things up and get that already uh here in the next couple of days so a big deal giant spools of cable everywhere certainly a work in progress but i think it's gone impressively quick i mean as far as what we started with and and you know how long it takes to close on buildings and shop buildings and order all the things you need and have the meetings to hire contractors and everything. I think it's gone surprisingly fast.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was definitely an aggressive timeline, um, but we're on track right now. So um, it's, it's going pretty well. Um, we have obviously a lot more to do, but everything right now is kind of on plan. Very good. Well, Joey, thank you again for joining us for part two. We will be back again each
0: and every week until our move to get things going, and we're going to get some more faces on here to talk as well. Especially as we get uh, closer to our move-in date, Uh, you know, we'd be really excited to have uh, Bob Faxon on to talk a little bit about the dreams and goals uh, as we move into this new facility and and take this. plunge of dedication to the firearms community. So uh, stick around for our segment with Mark Isolt going over the FX-19 teardown. And we will look forward to coming back to this space uh, next week for the facts and Joining us again this week is Mark Isolt. He's our lead armory technician here at Facts and Firearms, as well as the King of Sharp Haircuts, uh, and uh, we love having him on the show. Uh, Mark was part of our Barrels 101 episode, so if you're interested in the different types of barrels that we make and overall just different barrel profiles, fluting styles, things of that variety, uh, definitely a great episode, and we have cut down links kind of on each of the main topics we covered available on YouTube and all of our other social channels. Channels and we'll link that in the show notes this week. Uh, but Mark, what do you have holding right now? I have our
2: FX19 Patriot, which I want to show is empty. Um, We wanna make sure it's empty because of uh, what we're gonna be doing next, which is disassembly.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna be doing a couple of parts of disassembly. Some of this is going to be kind of considered like a field stripping or just an overall, You know, how do you take the slide off? How do you take the barrel out? How do you do general safety inspections? So um, Mark, how do we get
2: started? Okay, showing that it is empty and checking that it is empty. uh, That's important because the first step in disassembly is dry firing. So you wanna aim in a safe direction, dry fire. The trigger needs to be back for disassembly, Uh, otherwise the slide will not come forward. Uh, The first thing is there's a secret move. So if you grab the gun, thumb behind the back strap and over the slide, you need to pull back just where the barrel disengages. You can actually feel this on the bottom of your finger. So when it pops back that far, you grab your takedown lever, pull down, and then the slide will come right off. Very good.
0: And, yeah, that's something if you've purchased an FX-19 from us or one of our great dealers, um, there is a kind of a picture-by-picture step of doing that. But seeing it on video, I think, is is always handy because, you know, you don't want to be the guy at the range trying to clear something up (laughs) and getting stuff jacked in. So what
2: pieces are we looking at now? So to help understand why that is important, I don't know which camera is going to grab this, but the takedown lever, which this is out of the gun, has a groove on the, on the one side that will face to the rear of the frame, because that groove engages an opposite groove in the barrel that faces forward. So they are mechanically locked together when in battery. When you pull that barrel back, it pulls it off that lip and allows you to pull the
0: takedown lever down, which lets the slide come forward. Yeah, so that's this piece right here. So what Mark just held up is a disassembled version of that. So we'll try to catch that on the overhead camera. But that's how it looks like when it's coming down versus when it's up and engaged. Engaged in the groove, right. So now we have taken apart, we have our frame We have the slide, which still has the recoil spring and uh, all the pieces in it. When people are looking at the frame, you know, a fully constructed frame like this, on an overhead view, I mean, what what are they looking at? What are all these different visible parts that are in the frame? Uh, These would be
2: your frame rails, front and rear, the slide rides on those. Uh, This is the ejector. This is uh, part of the trigger that engages the safety plunger. And then this little flat piece back here, if you operate this, this is your uh, uh, sear and uh, disconnector. So all that happens in the lower when you pull the trigger is that this ledge gets out of the way of the striker, allows it to fall. Uh, At the same time, it's pushing up on the safety plunger so that the striker has a clear path. Part of the built-in safeties
0: got it so when we're when we're looking at the fx 19 um what are some things that they could look for in here as far as troubleshooting or if they're inspecting or like what things can you assess just from looking at the frame and and the pieces in there like what maybe what are some common you know um malfunctions that people might see you know if, if there's something wrong in, in the frame end just if the
2: gun's running well i would just look for things like odd wear patterns on the rails um Make sure that, you know, everything is free moving like it needs to do. And other than that, there's not a whole lot going on in the frame. Um,
0: A lot of the action happens in the slide. And something we could show when we put the slide and everything back together is, you know, we put uh, overwatch precision triggers um, in the uh, in our frames for the FX-19s. Do you want to maybe explain the trigger safety itself? And, you know, some people look at that and go, oh, that cool little red panel thing is pretty sweet. But it actually, it actually has a function. Yes, yeah, so that's part of the
2: built-in safeties. Uh, when this is in the cocked position, you can see the... Uh, the safety bar comes out of the trigger. Now the trigger is mechanically locked. It cannot go to the rear unless that's depressed. So that's one of the passive safeties. So that just moves back and forth and it actually mechanically grips the frame so that when you push it, it gets out of the way and can go to the rear.
0: All right, great. All right, so let's move over to the slide and barrel. So somebody now wants to take the barrel out of the slide, whether it's for cleaning or inspection. Uh, where do they start? How do they how do they pop that bad boy open? Real easy. I
2: aim it toward myself because you have to compress this spring, and a pull is always easier than a push. So you just grab it on the back, pull, and it lifts right out. Then after the spring is out, push up on the barrel to get it out of battery, and it slides out as well.
0: Very nice. Now on these, you know, sometimes people ask you know, are barrels drop in barrels or are they whatever? And, and they are. but you know when we're looking at the grooves that are on the bottom of the chamber here, like mm-hmm. where are where should people reset the uh, spring? If you look
2: down on this, you can see that there is a radius. Let's see if we can get it to fit right at the top of that block. And that's where you want that spring to sit. And if it's out of place just a little bit, you have a tough time getting the slide on the frame. Gotcha. So it's kind of hard to misplace it and reassemble. And you can actually feel it seat. So when you put it in there, nose first, then you compress it. And you can feel it kind of rocks down into that recess. Gotcha. And then you know you're in the right spot. And then reverse to take it out.
0: So when someone is taking apart the slide and barrel, uh, just like we did with the frame, mm-hmm. what are some things to keep an eye on and maybe what are some specific attributes of our, uh, of our slides? More things to check for sure.
2: Um, so this is the striker. The striker is prevented from getting to the primer by the safety plunger. So something to check is you push down on the safety plunger and forward on the striker and make make sure the striker comes through the the breech face. So, and then you would look for chips on the striker. You want to make sure it's uh, nice and smooth, slick. You know, there should be nothing holding it back. Uh, there's spring in there, so you'll hit the back and feel spring pressure. But as you draw the striker out of the breech face, the safety plunger should pop back up.
0: And that way, you know, that's functioning correctly. And you're checking this just using a, a simple punch, right? So yep. if somebody's out in the field, tiny screwdriver anything. or something like anything yep. like that could, could take care of this. Yep. I mean, really, this initial takedown, with the exception of something to poke, you know, is, is no tools. right? Um, and then w- w- the you could w- technically use
2: the, uh, the nose of a cartridge and probably make it work for, to take the whole slot apart.
0: Got it. So if you're in a zombie type situation <laughs> and all you have is a cartridge on you, uh, you could definitely do that. Now, one of the things that's unique about our slides is we do the channel liners, mm-hmm. like uh as part of the slide. I mean, yeah. uh, So how common is that? And could you point out where those are the on channel uh, liners? Actually, inside the striker channel, and
2: uh, they come in OEM Glocks as well. They're sometimes difficult to install, and we have a a great tool here that we use, so. It, uh, for us doesn't take any time so they always come installed.
0: So if you do buy you know uh, one of our slides for G19 that's not just specific to the FX19 full build but if you get it in a you know a regular G19 you're just looking to dress up your Glock or what have you uh, or P80 build you could you can definitely do that. And then same thing are we just looking for general wear spots things that seem uneven yep. similar to the frame?
2: So other than the striker check
0: um, the additional striker check
2: would be to draw it all the way to the rear and make sure you have good tight spring pressure because that's what's going to be firing the primer so that'd be another check and then the last thing i always check is the extractor and make sure it moves freely like it should so and then you can take this apart and show those parts come out too
0: gotcha while we uh have it Taking a look at the barrel now, there there are some things that are just kind of general wear on a barrel versus something that would be troublesome, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're we're looking up here, you know, where we'd like to put our broken X, you know, you see typical slide wear, which is yep. standard. And yep. I mean, if somebody wanted to clean that up, what would they use? Uh, you could use a, a
2: bluing compound. It's just going to be put right back on there, though. It's just yeah. the nature of the... Uh, operating system, that line comes from the inside of the top of the slide, so.
0: And now anything could we, you know, is there anything that someone could look at for just checking their barrel for, you know, general indicators of future malfunction or what what are some things that, that they could look at? I would keep
2: an eye on this edge, make sure that stays sharp. If you see it start to roll over or get worn that's what uh, keeps the, the thing in battery. So you want to make sure that that edge right there stays nice and sharp on the top, the front and the top there.
0: Very so, good. And but then besides that general same thing, general wear, you know, yeah, around. You're going to see a little bit on the bottom in the front,
2: and that's a um, function of sliding back and forth in the slide. So uh, a well-worn, well-shot barrel, you'll be able to see some marks on the nitride.
0: Very good. Now, what um, what else can we show with this slide? Did you say we could take some yeah. things apart here? We can fully disassemble it. Uh, you
2: use your punch, whatever tool you have. Uh, underneath the striker, you can see the plastic sleeve that is called the striker spacer sleeve. Uh, you the wanna, triple
0: S, as they say. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh,
2: you want to put your punch in Touch the striker and be on top of that plastic plate. I don't know if we're gonna be able to see that. Yeah, we should be um, all right. Um, so, right there, the punch goes on top, aim it down, you just depress that plastic, it pulls a reciprocating piece out of the slide or out of the back cover, and that just slides off. All right.
0: Now it's getting interesting. So,
2: with that off, you can slide the striker out, striker assembly. And you can take the extractor depressor plunger out. And if you want to go even further, you can push down on the safety plunger. The extractor falls out and then turn it over. Safety
1: plunger falls out.
0: Now, obviously, as we're recording this in July of 2020, we know there's a lot of new gun owners out there. And at least when it comes to maybe buying your first handgun or taking something apart, you know, I think sometimes it seems intimidating because you think, you yeah, oh know, my gosh, I got to have all these tools and I got to have yeah. all this. But I mean, you just tore down the whole thing you know, with, with, just, uh, with just your punch there. Right. So same deal, if we do get to the point of taking this all the way down, what are some things to look for as, as far as things that could be troublesome or things that could lead to malfunction? On the Striker, uh, you would check your spring cups.
2: That's what keeps the spring in place. Uh, you can see where the sear engages the Striker, make sure there's no abnormal wear there. Uh, Look at the condition of the striker, make sure there's no chips and it's not cracked. Uh, This is also where the safety plunger does its job to prevent. So you would look for any anomalies or wear in that. Um, As far as cleaning this thing, you want to clean the the striker channel, but you also want it dry when you're done. So no lubrication in the striker channel. Um, Extractor, you know, you could check the the lip and make sure there's nowhere there so it's still grabbing case as well and then the uh, plunger
0: just look for marks on it so And we will have, uh, we, or we do have scheduled in the next few weeks to be doing a full, uh, pistol cleaning, uh, Mm -hmm. episode and, uh, snip up of the podcast. So we'll make sure to, sure to link that, but this is definitely the way that you tear it all down for all intents and purposes, at least, uh, from the frame up just for general cleaning and, and to check for, you know, any trouble spots. Very good. All right, Mark. So how do we put this thing back together?
2: Um, you want to put the safety plunger in first because there is play between the striker, the safety plunger and the extractor. So safety plunger first, so in reverse order, you press down the safety plunger with your thumb and the extractor drops in. I then put the depressor and spring-loaded bearing in, push forward on it, make sure your extractor's engaged Uh, slide the striker in the channel all the way forward. And then the reassembly of this, get that started in its track. And then I use the back of the punch to push down the spacer sleeve, get it past that, spin the punch around, push down the extractor
0: plunger assembly, and that's it. Ta-da, now we're back together. All right, so now, Let's put the barrel back in, put the spring back in, and, and uh, get everything back on the frame. So sometimes
2: if you drop a barrel in a little crooked, it'll get jammed pretty easily. Uh, so it's, it's easier if you just make sure you have it lined up, it'll drop right in. Very good. Uh, spring, again, in the front of the slide first, compress it towards you, slide it down. If you roll back and forth, you'll feel it in that groove And that's fully reassembled.
0: Very nice. Now, when you put the barrel back in the slide, I mean, it's just laying in there, you know, it's not like somebody has to, you know, get real finicky and and think like, okay, well, it's got to be at this angle or this, no, it's just sitting right back down in the bottom of the slide. So this would be out of battery.
2: And as you push it back, gravity should drop it in there. Very good.
0: All right. Well, let's throw the spring back in and put it back on the frame. Now, this is where sometimes... You know, when you, if somebody, if it's your first time putting the frame back on, if you know, if you don't get it quite in the groove or whatever, it could get stuck on you. So what's a uh, best practice for putting the, the slide back on? Grab your frame. If you've cleaned or messed with the trigger, you
2: don't want it in the cocked position. You want it in the fired position. And then it's just a matter of lining up the grooves with the rails, so slide it back. And when you get to where it's almost going to click in, if you watch the takedown lever, it jumps into place. So you know that you're,
0: you're there. Got it. Now, while we have it all back together, let's just, we're kind of going backwards here, but let's just go over general anatomy of, mm-hmm. of the firearm fully assembled. Um, obviously, we have our frame, uh, we have a custom frame that we make with, with Polymer 80, magazine drop. Mm hmm we have our slide lock we have our uh, on ours anyway double cut uh, trigger guards right. uh, the trigger as mark was mentioning before and if we look at it again if we're not pressing down what on ours what is that red trigger safety you know it's not going to deploy the trigger all the way back that's actually going to to keep it from going all the way take down lever Yep. This is just a little decorative cover plate that we put on the slide if you if you choose to just run regular sights. Now we put just uh, on the Patriot uh, right now we do uh, Steel City Armory uh, the both the front and the uh, the front fiber and then the rear sight as well. If you buy a Hellfire uh, stock that normally comes with uh, Night Vision and those are suppressor height sights. Suppressor height tritium front, uh, blacked out rear. Got it. Anything else people could gather by just looking at the, you know, at the full assembled gun or is, uh, or that basically the That's basically P's it. And I Q's. mean, after
2: you have one apart and put it back together, obviously you want to do function check. Make sure that the trigger resets properly, drops the striker properly. Um, other than that, it should be ready to go. So there
0: you go. We did all of that with a punch. And you don't even need all this. No, you don't even need all these cameras. Um, so, yeah, make sure that you uh, check out our product page uh, on the FX-19s. You can find those at faxandfirearms.com. And like I mentioned, we have more episodes coming up with things such as, you know, cleaning and maybe even throwing an optic on there and stuff like that. So exciting stuff coming up. And we'll definitely be checking back in with Mark on future episodes when it comes to even everything from putting together ARs and doing all that kind of stuff, as much as we can. Whatever the folks want to see. Without getting shadow banned. Yes, we will do do what we can. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. All right, we'll see you next time. With our upcoming move and expansion to our new Westchester facility, Fax and Firearms is looking to grow our Cincinnati, Ohio based team. At present, we are looking for professionals in shipping and receiving, quality inspection, CNC lathe, and CNC milling. If you are interested in joining the team for one of these or other positions, you can find current openings posted on LinkedIn, Indeed, and Facebook Jobs. You can also email your resume and cover letter to jobs at Fax and Firearms. Firearms. Firearms.com. Join us in our legacy of quality, innovation, and service at Faxon Firearms. Hi and welcome to the Faxon blog and podcast.